I think Gravello was on record as having said the building still has good bones, to which I joked there may be some bones in there. <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Of various varieties, but I don't, I don't know about the bones of the structure. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Jeff and Fox Point, they should put the goats on top of people's houses like Al Johnson's in Door County. There you go. In reference to the goats that are eating all the vegetation out west to I, prevent wildfires. I have actually said out loud to my wife, should we just get a goat on our yard to eat all the invasive weeds that grow and pop up? Because they do that in town here. They've done that at different uh, state parks and whatnot, brought in the goats. And Release them, the goats! Yeah, and had them take care of it. To take care of all you the... weren't serious though, right? <laughs> I, I was not, but if of harboring a goat is that even legal where you live? <laughs> Just hire one, have, hire a goat, oh, hire a goat, to, yeah, goats a, for hire. Have a herder come in and bring in a goat or two to eat all the invasive stuff and then leave. Important to note the goats don't actually defend, they're not repelling the fire, <laughs> they're, not wearing they're, they're just eating the fuel, yes, that would yes. cause the fires, correct. Right? So I'm interested in this Cardi B story on a number of levels. One, because it's yet another performer who feels that she was attacked on stage by her own fans. Mm -hmm. But there are nuances to this one, including the fact that it sounds like the fan like didn't mean it. Maybe. I don't know. So, yes, another musician gets something thrown at them on stage. But this time, this musician, Cardi B, fights back. Cardi B threw her microphone at a fan who hurled a drink at the rapper while performing in Las Vegas this weekend. The crowd cheered her on as security removed the fan. The video has since gone viral. But she's just the latest in a growing list of musicians to get hit with items during concerts this year. Harry Styles, Drake, Kelsey Ballerini, even B.B. Rexa, who needed stitches after getting smacked in the face with a cell phone. Police in New York City later arrested that fan. They're now facing assault charges. Monica Ricks, CBS News. So a number of questions here. First of all, when this is sort of a tangential issue that's come of this, Eric, if she threw the microphone at a fan in the crowd, how do we still hear her? Yeah, you, <laughs> doing still, her thing? you still hear her singing and rapping there after she threw <laughs> the mic because it was voice track that was a lip sync, which is, which is unfortunate. One of the one of the uh, posters on social media was saying, "Yeah, everyone was just listening to an iPad, apparently." <laughs> <laughs> Which is, yeah, so anyway, that happened. Uh, so she threw the mic and the song kept playing. You'd think the, the engineers could help her out there, right? Like pop the song down or do hey, something. Hey, Rick, Rick, hey. She's not holding the, the mic playback. anymore. Rick. But in, in one of the videos, I don't, I, I mean, she, she flicks her wrist, the, the fan. So, I mean, she either was really excited or was trying to maybe spray water at her as a way of celebrating her. So I don't know, because the fan immediately in one of the shots of the video shots, she's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And they're that like, didn't nope, you're mean gone. to do this. But either right. way, they're hauling her out of there, as they should, because this seems to be an epidemic now of throwing stuff at these artists. Yeah. And so not excusing the behavior, but maybe the fan just temporarily lost her mind. Right. And was like, <laughs> yeah, either way. Gone. You can't be throwing stuff. Yeah, let's not do that. Cardi B clearly frustrated because obviously it's top of mind for all these yes. artists because it keeps happening. This time it was water flipped at somebody <laughs> throwing a mic at him. I'm assuming she got the mic back. Well, that's the other thing. Like you and I work with engineers have for for decades. They're the people that keep us on the air. Yeah. The people that handle all the stuff. <laughs> Over the years in television, radio, whatever, I've always respected those guys and the work that they do. And on top of that, it's kind of like, 
Hey, listen, I don't care what happens to you. Get that mic back. <laughs> Good for you. Get that mic back. Wasn't that funny, though? Like, because we were, t- I mean, some, in one case, the guy threw a cell phone, as you heard in the story there. The guy threw a cell phone at somebody. Hey, we're going to throw a mic back at you then. Yeah, right. We're, we're going to hit oh, you yeah? back. Here's so what I got I, for you. I don't know how you fix it unless it becomes what you're talking about. You you kept talking about bringing back the chicken wire from Blues Brothers. If that's going to end up being what happens in some of these cases, like if you're going to artists, they need to perform because that's how you make your money now by touring. You need that. You're not making your money on the album sales anymore just because of the way the world works, unfortunately, for an artist. So they are going to continue to tour. Yeah, they don't want stuff thrown at them. So what do you do? I think that moat that exists between the performers and that first front line of audience goers is going to grow larger. You already have like a, a decent space, like a yeah, security where space. Where the security personnel usually right. sit in there. Where some very large people stare back out at you in yep, the crowd yep. and just kind of try me. Mm-hmm. Right? So that maybe has to grow. I don't know if it's a physical barrier that ultimately go, goes up. But I, I do think like... It still amazes me how close we are to performers of many different kinds. I've talked about NBA still having floor seats. Like, that still blows my mind. You're right on top of a guy inbounding the ball. Hey, money's money. If if you're going to pay for those seats, let someone sit there. You ever sat courtside like that or on the court? Fairly close, and it's amazing. Right? It's incredible how how fast everything goes, and it's a whole different world down there. It's super cool. At one time, a buddy, his dad had corporate tickets of some kind, and I went with him, and so you're on the floor. The outside of the speed is also the things that you hear. (laughs) These guys like (laughs) talk to each other, what they're saying to each other in. You know, while game action is going on, that's the other part that you can't replace by being close. I I remember reading the uh, the book um, regarding the uh, the concussion protocols and all the issues oh, yeah, at yeah. the NFL, and they one one of the things they said is that you do not realize how violent mm. the NFL is until you're on the sidelines and you see it that close, like how just it, it kind of gets filtered when you watch it on television or from the stands. Yeah, but in this case, what do you do? How are you going to stop this? Like, what needs to happen? For someone not to throw something at an artist. And these are fans. These are people that love right. the musicians. <laughs> they wanted to be there. Like, what are you doing? And they paid for it. What are you doing? You're that close. You're that close that you can throw water at, at the musician. And you're doing that? Like, those, those tickets ain't cheap. Cardi B's playback is still on. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. See, it goes back to this is why we can't have nice things. Right. 818 on Wisconsin's Morning News. To a high of 79 degrees in your Storm Team forecast for today. Mostly sunny. Looks like we got a good one. Should see some wildfire smoke moving back in. Brendan Johnson said it was going to be high-level stuff, so not the kind of stuff that's getting down here to our level. Just where noticeable. It's, where it's breathing though. issues, right, but you'll, you'll see, see it. it. Yeah. Be that red sunset once again tonight. Mm, Low nice. down to 63 tonight under mainly clear skies. Pretty good stretch of weather here. Temperatures all topping out in the low to mid-80s through the week. A couple of stories I just want to update here on this Monday morning, things that have happened recently. This one broke before, well, like late Friday morning, late Friday morning, early Friday afternoon was a story about Northridge and the fact that the, the folks who were going to save the city from itself here and take that property off the city's hands and actually do something with it, they're out because they're tired of trying to jump through the city's hoops and meet the demands that the city had for the property because for some reason, Milwaukee thinks that property is 
ripe for some sort of development that in the last 20 years, no one's ever proposed, but they're still holding out for something better than what was offered here. So this developer uh, who had local ties, right? Yeah, the, the founder has local ties. So it's Phoenix Investors. Yeah. And uh, let me get it up here. The uh, founder, Frank Cravello, founder and chairman of Phoenix Investors, he's local. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to turn the Northridge property vacant for two decades into, I think, primarily storage, right? right. Which is not super sexy. It's not. I, I absolutely grant you that. And could it maybe perhaps be something else? I guess. But what else is out there? What was interesting, though, wasn't, weren't they interested in like keeping the structure up yes and that's part of the problem here the city wants wanted them as a condition of them purchasing this land and, and redeveloping it city said you have to tear the place down raise it and and Cravello's like that's not our plan and so that was one of the sticking points i, I think Cravello was on record as having said the building still has good bones to which i joked there may be some bones in there <laughs> Jeez. Oh. of various varieties but I don't, I don't know about the bones of the structure but they were the ones this is you know where i, where I get it. the city frustrates me it's like you don't get to decide what other people are doing with their money wasn't city money. This is a private investor saying, I'm going to put in, I'm going to put my money into this property, and yeah. there's only so much that the city can say to you, well, you have to spend it this way and this way and this way and this way, and finally they're like, forget it. We're out. And I just, I get frustrated with that. You've got that. You've got Century City, which is set largely vacant for decades, and there again, too, the city stabbed itself in the back. They had a, Somebody was going to come in. Strauss Veal from Franklin was going to move its whole operation down there. They were set to go, set to go, set to go, and then there was noise in the Common Council, and they withdrew the proposal, and now there's nothing there. Well, what did Crivello say? He had a very profound statement regarding that property at Northridge. We, here's, here's the quote in the Milwaukee Business Journal. They were the ones who broke the story, our news partners at the Milwaukee Business Journal. We only got involved because we believed this was a problem and a project we were technically and financially able to solve for the city. We didn't do it because we needed another project. And so here's a guy, right, local guy saying, I can help with private money. Come in here. I can take this off your hands. It's no longer going to be a blight. It's no longer going to be a magnet for crime and vandalism and all these other things. Maybe this isn't a four-diamond resort or some huge, massive employer that you have visions of, but I don't see anybody else proposing that for you, Milwaukee, so I've got this. Nah. (laughs) Nah. So he's out. So that was the one story. Then you had over the weekend EAA Air Venture with uh, four people killed in a single day. Um, Not part of the air show or anything, but obviously they were in town in Oshkosh near Whitman Field for EAA Air Venture. And you were asking, you're like, boy, it, it feels like we report on crashes and various things very often. If you take into account that Whitman Field does become one of the busiest airports on the planet Earth yeah. for about a if week not there. not the busiest, yes. right? A couple of statistics that I pulled from EAA. This was from last year, most recent time that we have statistics. More than 10,000 aircraft arrived at Whitman Regional Airport in Oshkosh and others in east central Wisconsin. So you got 10,000 additional aircraft of all kinds coming in there. At Whitman alone, there were 18,684 aircraft operations. So I'm guessing takeoffs and landings in like about a 10-day period. Average of approximately 121 takeoffs or landings per hour when the airport is open. So there's just a ton of traffic. Statistically, you're going to have some accidents. Also, we forget the first word in EAA is experimental. 
No, it's, you're right. Some you're of these right. aircraft are like a guy who turned a kite into something that he can fly with a <laughs> propeller on it in his garage. Jeez. So when that goes down in a field, they're in Amro or somewhere near Oshkosh. Yeah. Okay, and very often people are able to walk away from those. This one, tragically, had two separate incidents. A plane went down on Lake Winnebago, two dead there, and then the other was two rotary or rotor a aircraft. Right. right. I, some sort of more more homemade than the other. One was described as a gyrocopter and the other a helicopter. They collided and you had two people who died in that, some others injured. So tragic as it were, it doesn't diminish that tragedy. We should take into account that for the number of aircraft and the masses of people, this is largely a very safe event. Right, they do a good right. job up there at EAA. Sad that uh, that was something that overshadowed that final weekend. 829 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. News that the Vice President is visiting this week. Yes, Vice President Harris will be in Wisconsin on Thursday. Going to be joined by the Commerce Secretary in Pleasant Prairie. White House says uh, they'll talk about the White House's investment in broadband and affordable connectivity. Then uh, the VP will travel to Milwaukee to deliver remarks at two campaign receptions. And that'll take place again Thursday the 3rd. So that's also the first day of State Fair. So. Maybe, maybe we have a politician uh, sighting. She's at the not state going fair. to state fair. No, she. I mean, that's not without precedent. Certainly, they want to be around people. Yeah. But if she's, yeah. it sounds like she's got a packed schedule. Uh, here's some other big news for the week: August's first full moon, also known as the Sturgeon Moon, will shine brightly in the sky tomorrow night. I love when they name these things. I, I don't know why they I do. get that from Susan, because Susan was, she, every time Niznanski's out there with the, well, this is going to be the blood moon, yeah, or the, yeah. the scarlet moon, mm-hmm. or the... Or the full moon, yeah, or the, she, the pale moon, the moon pie. Yeah. <laughs> She'd look up all the stuff on it. Uh, the August 1st full moon, the second of four consecutive supermoons, which occur when the moon's orbit is closest to Earth at the same time the moon is full. Supermoons are about 16% brighter than an average moon. Now, it's called the Sturgeon Moon basically because sturgeon are around nowadays. Sturgeon Moon, the giant sturgeon of the Great Lakes and the lake uh, are most readily caught during this part of the summer. So, Does anybody... Fi- I didn't... Did- I didn't know people even still fish for sturgeon. I thought they speared them. You spear them for two weeks on th- Lake Winnebago and Lake Poygan. Not in August. Right? No. So, well, Sturgeon Moon it is. And then some of the other moon names, well, we have we have Harvest Moon. That'll be the last one that's going to take place in, uh, in September. We have a blue moon coming up. Yes. August 30th will be a rare blue moon. However, it has no blue hue. It's just a blue moon. So I'm going up north next week. Ooh. And you love to stargaze when you're up north because that, but this is not good news for us if this is, uh, you know, I mean, granted, it still won't be a full supermoon at the time, but... If it's closer and brighter, even yeah, you'll see at some half cool strength. Stuff, yeah. Well, no, but I don't want to see so much moon then. I want the moon to back off so I can get some more stars. Uh, you don't want the light pollution of the moon. Yeah, harder to you. see the stars yeah, if the moon is you. shining brighter than usual. All right, trip canceled. <laughs> I'll be Stay here all heck. next week. 840 on Wisconsin's Morning News. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mostly sunny today in your Storm Team forecast with some haze moving in this afternoon. High of 79 degrees. Our low down to 63 tonight. So windows open under mainly clear skies right now at 70 degrees in Milwaukee. So we were talking about this story earlier uh, about this uh, freshman lawmaker 
new congressman, former Navy SEAL from western Wisconsin, so like think La Crosse area. This is Wisconsin's third congressional district. Um, Derek Van Orden was in the news recently for screaming at a bunch of Senate pages after hours at the Capitol and dropping a bunch of F-bombs on them and being really aggressive. He's taken the brunt of the criticism because while you may argue that the pages were perhaps somewhat out of order, they were in this in the Capitol Rotunda. On their last day. On their last day taking pictures in there. And apparently some of them were on their backs pointing the cameras up. And uh, Congressman Van Orden took exception to that. Thought... Oh, there he is. Swearing. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Thought they were being disrespectful in the space, but instead of walking up to one of them and saying, "Hey, guys, let's um, you know, I've got a tour coming through here, and let's be a little bit more respectful," instead just started screaming at him. There's more. It was about <laughs> that <going>. much. <laughs> So, not to belabor the point, but uh, as I said earlier, I thought, if you want to have that conversation with him, fine, but I thought he was out of line screaming at these kids. They're 16 and 17 years old, and also probably among the best young Americans that we have. They've gone there to serve in the Senate in this capacity. Mm-hmm. They're probably you know, politically-minded young people. They're probably pretty smart. So, to- But they're taking selfies, Vince. Right, right. Yes, terrible. So, nonetheless... To give us a better idea of what Senate pages do, I told you one of my buddies from high school, actually yeah. one of my longest friends, Brian Randall and I went to 4K together in Wauwatosa, fellow 1992 graduates of Wauwatosa East. And I remember when we were in high school, Randall was a page for Senator Herb Cole, and he is on the line with us now, the Tri-County Contracting Hotline. Morning, Brian. Good morning, Vince. How are you? Uh, what year was it that you were a page for Senator Cole? Like, what year in school were we? Spring. We were juniors in high school. It was the spring of 1991. So, what did you do to get that job? Like, I remember there was a bunch. There were a bunch of hoops that you needed to jump through. I mean, not everybody gets that opportunity. I did. The way Senator Cole ran the page program is he did ask for people to fill out an application and express their interest. And I remember having an interview at his home district office here in Milwaukee. But there are other pages that were appointed essentially through patronage. Either their mom or dad was a big donor and it was a a big thank you. Most interesting to me is sometimes those pages were the ones who really didn't want to be there. And uh, (laughs) that was a a different type of experience. But but I wanted to be there. I had heard of someone else from Wauwatosa who was a house page at a neighborhood picnic. And so I applied through Senator Cole and was fortunate to be selected. So what do high school pages do? What are the expectations? First and foremost, we still have to go to school. So the Senate page school and the House page school ran from about 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. each morning. So we would get up and we had a dormitory about three blocks off of Capitol Hill in basically the cover of darkness and head over to school and go to school for our high school classes. And then by about 9 a.m., we would report to duty on the floor of the Senate. I was a Senate page, so I went to the Senate side. My House page friends, they went over to the House side. And we would do things to prepare the the chamber for that day of business, things like passing out the calendar of business. I think they still do it in a paper form, setting up the desks, getting podiums ready. If a senator arrives and wants to speak, they all have different heights uh, podiums in case they're tall, short, or whatever their style is. Talking with my friend Brian Randall, uh, early 1990s, he was a page for U.S. Senator Herb Cole. So... Okay, so you said various other duties, like were you running soda or, you know, like go get me this? Like, were you, is it sort of like an, like an, what we would call an intern yeah. in any other office? Coffee kid? Yeah. 
yes, yes, and yes. So, <laughs> so whatever they the wanted, right? Is whatever they wanted, uh, within reason, of course. And remember, we're only 17, so there's only so much that we can get them. But mostly water. Hey, kid, go get me a beer. <laughs> Couldn't do that. But on the floor of the Senate, when they're speaking, obviously some speeches are long and, and they wanted water. Well, there were probably about seven different kinds of water, and there was a chart in the cloakroom. The wow. cloakroom is the, the private room off of the floor. And we would, first off, we had to memorize all of the senators' names. We had to know who was who. And then we'd look up their name on the chart and get the right water with ice, without ice, sparkling water, whatever. These are the kind of mundane things that we were doing, but yet very important because there was a lot of important business going on on the Senate floor. So, those were the kinds of basic tasks, but if an amendment were proposed, there would have to be, of course, 100 copies of an amendment passed out very quickly. Sometimes I thought most interesting notes from the presider, where whoever's presiding on the majority side, they might write a note to some senator speaking too long or who's up next, and the pages will be running those back and forth on the floor. So some stuff very interesting. Some things were just very basic. How often were you screamed at and swore at? <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I was ever screamed at and swore at, although I did pull my scrapbook off of the bookshelf this morning, and I do have some pictures of the Capitol Dome in a very dark lighting. So I don't remember laying on the floor, but I did take <laughs> pictures of that beautiful dome, and I don't remember anyone yelling at me back in 1991 when I did that. So that, that was a thing, though, right? Y'all went out there and took pictures and stuff? Well, we had all access passes to the U.S. Capitol. If, if the Senate was in session and as late as 11, 12 at night, we would still be in the Capitol. We would, in triage, they'd let certain people go home. But we had access passes to all sorts of areas that says authorized staff only because we were part of the Senate day-to-day -day functions. And certainly I took that very seriously, tried not to abuse anything like maybe laying on the floor and shooting up. But there were some very beautiful areas of the Capitol, whether it's Statuary Hall or that dome, or some of the things that we were able to see. Uh, the joint session uh, when they uh, ended the Persian Gulf War in 1991, I think it was my fifth day there in wow. early March of 1991. That was quite remarkable to just oh, go to see a joint session on the floor. So whenever any in any business, in any line of work, anywhere, if you get a peek behind the curtain, sometimes it's not as romantic as you think it was, right? Or think it's going yes. to be. So when you got that peek behind the curtain, what raised your eyebrows the most? What surprised you the most? I think, and remember, this was 1991, the level of decorum was quite good, even amongst the parties. So Senator Cole was my sponsoring senator, and he was a Democrat. But the Republican senators, of course, they had their own pages, and there was a good collegiality. There was great camaraderie and, and true respect at the time. And I, I believe it still is a base level of respect. But that peak behind the curtain the appreciation for the history, the traditions of the body, of, of the nation's capital itself, but also the parties trying to work together. Um, at the time, the Democrats were in the majority, so we had more pages. I think it was 15 to 12, but they, they do keep score in those types of respects. But otherwise, the, the, the appreciation for history and just the, the uh, decorum, I think, was something that I really appreciated and was glad to see from the inside. It wasn't always partisan bickering. Talking with my friend Brian Randall, we graduated from Tosa East together. Brian, when we were uh, juniors in high school, was a page for Senator Cole or for the U.S. Senate, uh, sponsored by Senator Cole. All right. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily need you to name names, but you're certainly welcome to. <laughs> Who, when you got there, were the other pages like, oh, Senator Shinland in here is not that you do not want to get in this guy's way. 
You know, I, I think most of the senators were pretty good as related to the kids, the, the high school pages. Again, we were all 17 years old. We certainly would observe some people and, and their staffers maybe not being um, quite as nice or somewhat rude, but there definitely were a number of senators that were on the good list that people really enjoyed. And, and of course, my sponsor, Senator Cole, he always, even when he ran, you know, he was one of us, a person of the people. A good memory I have, actually two memories with Senator Cole, was he let me do my homework one day on his desk at the Senate Hart office building. And so I have a picture of me just doing math problems on, on his senator's desk. And then he also, being the owner of the Bucks, I did have a chance to go see the Bucks play at, I think it was the Washington Bullets at the time was their name, but I saw an away Bucks game. And so... Senator Cole was, was always good at the pages. A number of other senators, Senator Dodd was one of the favorites. Senator Gore at the time was in the Senate, and, and even Senator Biden. Um, I have a picture of him with uh, all the pages just posing. And so most of the senators were, were very straightforward and, and quite nice. On the Republican side, Senator Dole was uh, there in the Senate, and he was just, with some of his military service and history, uh, a fascinating individual. I wonder how many senators are still there. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them are probably still there, anybody. <laughs> there are there are a few, and sometimes I'm surprised that that person is still there. But um, that guy was old when I got here. <laughs> right, Brian Randall, one of my best friends from all of the years, 4K and on. Great, uh, thanks for uh, joining us this morning, Randall. I can't can't believe it took me this long to get you on the radio. <laughs> My pleasure. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, buddy. 8.53 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ forecast sponsored by Dave Drake Camp Heating, where your comfort is their family's tradition. Pretty comfortable week. High of 79 degrees today under mostly sunny skies. Tuesday's high 82, sunny and hazy. Wednesday, we'd up to 85. And Thursday, the warmest day of the week at 88 degrees, then dropping down to 82 for a high temperature on Friday under mostly sunny skies. Steve Scafidi and Sandy Max in the house here as they are set to launch WTMJ now. Morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Color is that shirt? Everybody's asking me. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. A, my, my wife put Aqua this together. Aqua or yeah. turquoise? Yeah, there you go. One of those. You can see it on it's TV. It's not teal, though, huh? Oh. What color is teal? Uh, I think teal. Is that green? It's in that Ish. neighborhood. Yeah, that's got a very Miami look to it. I'd go teal. You got nothing to say? I got nothing. Go ahead. Come on, give it to him. <laughs> Are you colorblind? Too much? No, is it too much for a radical for departure some, for me? For someone who yeah, constantly is talking about other people's wardrobes, I'm just shocked that you don't want to talk about your own. <laughs> he didn't wear pink on Wear Pink Day to support breast cancer, but he wore, and he wore a black ninja oh. shirt on that day. That sort of cast me in a negative light. What? Yeah, I forgot to wear pink that day, too, See? and it felt like you're a heel all day. I'm like, I'm for cancer. No, you're not. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Must be you didn't wear pink today. <sighs> I gave it the office. What are, you, what are you working on for the show there? Well, the big week in the Wisconsin Supreme Court. We're going to talk about that. The swearing in of Judge Janet Portasiewicz. That's going to happen. So the, the court shifts. I want to hear what everybody thinks about that. It's our show poll today. Are you in the school of, because I am hearing from some people who are suggesting the court's not going to shift ideologically as far as you think it is. Now, I don't know that I agree with that, but I've heard that. Perhaps. That perhaps that perhaps Justice Protosiewicz will be more moderate than it's advertised. I always say this. I, I like when justices surprise us. I don't want to have it just like be, you know, cookie cutter. 
So just like Brian Hagerton, I was surprised that sometimes he went with the liberals, sometimes with the conservatives. I wouldn't be shocked if Justice uh, Protosavitz did that as well. So that's going to be kind of the the talking point for the first half hour of the show. We got some, we've got some fun stuff. You saw Barbie over the weekend. I did. I will give did my you love Barbie it? review. I I won't say I loved it, but I'm so glad I saw it. It was fun, and I honestly the curiosity got the best of me because I kept seeing spoilers of like. Different groups of people sure. who hate the movie. I'm like, what is wrong with this movie? Okay, I just got to go see it. So a girlfriend of mine and I went on her birthday eve. What was the man-hating meter? Where did that end up? We'll Zero. discuss. Oh, okay. we'll <laughs> I want, that's what I want to know. But yeah, it was it was like no other movie I've ever seen. Ooh. Not even like everything, everywhere, all at once. But wow. that, that movie I did not like. <laughs> WTMJ Now is coming up next.